We say home means Nevada, but people experiencing homelessness in our state face a death rate that has surged over the past decade. Today on CityCast Las Vegas, you get to hear a convo between lead producer Sonia Cho Swanson and Nevada Current reporter Michael Lyle. They talk about why so many unhoused people in our city are dying. It's Monday, January 9th, 2023. I'm Vogue Robinson, and this is CityCast Las Vegas. Hi, Michael. Welcome to CityCast Las Vegas. Hello there. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. I should say welcome back because as many of our listeners know, you were our very first episode in 2022. Oh, that's right. I was. I was. So today we have you back for a slightly more challenging topic. You just wrote about homeless deaths for the Nevada Current. What are the most recent numbers that you got from the county? Yeah, always the cheery subject, but I think it's important to discuss because it kind of highlights some of our policy failures as a community. In December, we had a vigil for those who died in 2022 and found that there are 240 names. So 240 individuals who were unhoused died in 2022. There's a caveat to that. Those numbers are only up until November, and so there still could be some adjustments to death. And also, they're still kind of investigating some of the deaths, too, to make sure they're actually unhoused and, or transient, and also the cause of their deaths, too. But bottom line is, we saw 240 people who were unhoused that were living in the streets that passed away in the last year. Wow. What percentage of our homeless population does that represent? So we saw a spike in our homeless count in 2022. And so in 2021, we, during our annual homeless census, which is the yearly census we do to go out to count at any point in time how many people are living on the streets, there were 5,083. And that jumped the next year to 5,645. And so we're seeing a steady rise in homelessness in general. I think that's housing related, that's pandemic related. There's a lot of different things happening over the last two years where it's contributing to that rise. And so it's probably reflected of of that. We're seeing a rise of more people on the streets. And so it makes sense that we're going to see a more rise of people, unfortunately, uh, dying there. Gotcha. Okay. So how exactly are unhoused folks here dying? Like what is the leading cause of death? One of the leading causes of death this year was a drug overdose. I was talking with the county a little bit about it and just through secondhand stories because they're still looking at the data and data is still kind of fresh. Probably looking at some fentanyl deaths too, accidental overdose. Mm. So fentanyl is a substance that's 50 times more potent than heroin. Across the country, we have a fentanyl epidemic because oftentimes they're being laced. Uh, Nevada Current reporter Cam Todd, she actually wrote about last year, saw a rise in fentanyl deaths specifically because they were laced in other substances, either prescribed Mm. opioids or so-called prescribed opioids, cocaine that was laced with this other powerful substance, fentanyl. And so I think there's some methamphetamine deaths, but I, I can't speak specifically to autopsy reports, but drug overdose is the kind of your bottom line answer that we're seeing a rise in or saw a rise in that last year. Okay. What about the spike that we had nationally in COVID deaths in 2020 and 2021? Is that also reflected in the homeless population here? 
Actually, it is not. We only had Hmm. two deaths related to COVID that were listed on the coroner's report. And so I asked a couple of the nonprofits what their thoughts about this were. And everything's kind of theory. Like, we don't know for sure why we saw the low numbers. But one person that I talked to said that it's because people were just outside. Because a lot of congregate shelters, so those are emergency shelters, if they were shut down or they were spaced out, the county used rescue dollars to put people in non-congregate, so hotel rooms. Um, the rest of people were just staying outside. And for the most part, when people were going into those encampments, they were spaced out, they're masked up. And so they wonder if mm-hmm. being outside helped prevent some of these covert deaths. Yeah, I remember seeing those photos of that outdoor parking lot where they had drawn those circles. You know, oh, that mess. Um, <laughs> that mess. I mean, there was kind of... Um, a dehumanizing element to seeing those images and the way that people were kind of parked literally in these parking lots. At the same time, though, maybe that solution of spacing people outdoors was one that worked if we look at the COVID numbers. I mean, that solution was not a great solution. We'll be clear about that. I think not being in congregate shelter was good because when you're in an emergency shelter, you're one on top of each other. But I think after that moment, Putting people actually in hotels, putting them in housing and hotels and putting them in individual rooms, I think that was the better play. Um, Mm -hmm. That would have not had a dehumanizing effect of being in a parking lot circle and then also preventing the spread of COVID. And so not being in like a congregate shelter, I think, is the the saving grace. Gotcha. Okay. So hotel rooms over parking lots in terms of housing people. (laughs) Yes. Housing of individual roof over your head over a parking lot any day. So going back to what you said about one of the leading causes of death here being substance abuse, I hear that concern. But what do we know about how widespread substance abuse is within the homeless population? Yeah, there's so much stigma about drug use in uh, the homeless population. People kind of jump to their own conclusions about what they think about a person experiencing homelessness. First off, let's talk about that. Okay. It is a housing issue. People are entering homelessness because of housing insecurity, because of Uh that. Are there substance abuse issues among those who are unhoused? Absolutely. Um, That's a percentage of our population for sure. But think about it. You're dealing with one of the most traumatic experiences of your life. You're ex- entering homelessness. You're, you've dealt with potentially eviction, loss of income. You've been maybe you've even been working and then still just can't afford rent, and you're forced into homelessness. A lot of people mm-hmm. actually do turn to substances for self-medication, if you will. And so I've talked to a lot of social service workers, researchers. I've talked to people that are unhoused that their first experience actually with drugs was the moment they became unhoused Mm. just as a self-coping mechanism. And so there's a lot of misconceptions around drug use. And at the end of the day, like no one deserves to die of drug use. And if you think if you look at these numbers and you look at 100 people died because of drug use on the streets and think to yourself, well, they had it coming, you need to really collect yourself and ask yourself what type of human being that would joyously just say, oh, they had it coming. Like, no right. one deserves that type of death. And on the flip side of that, too, 
Some people start taking drugs while on the street, and some people want to exit that lifestyle. But we have a, I have a crisis in that too. We have a mental health crisis, and we have a deficit in mental health beds and beds for for detoxing too in this community. So I've talked to social service workers as well, where they have clients ready to exit into those beds, but there is a wait list, and so they hmm. stay on the streets longer. And then they also kind of start not trusting social service workers. They start not trusting case managers because they get up the courage to get their life together, to go into rehab, to get into housing, to do the things that they need to do. And they keep saying, wait list, wait list, wait list. And that that does something to you. That breaks you a little bit to having to keep being pushed back. And so I think we just need to refocus and rethink about this misconception around drug use and just thinking that they had it coming, which unfortunately way too many people think. Yeah. To me, it feels like a question of where responsibility lies, right? I think the stigma that folks are homeless because they were already abusing substances is the stereotype. But what you're telling me is that you're hearing from caseworkers and unhoused folks themselves, which is that homelessness itself is the factor causing people to start abusing substances. And then there are definitely cases of the other way around too, like people that are experiencing, that are dealing with substance abuse issues, which is a mental health issue. Like they are dealing with substance abuse issues and that is contributing to their homelessness. I'm not saying that there aren't cases like that too. But in either case, like, there's not enough resources to help them out too. And so homelessness just kind of becomes the the natural progression because we're under-resourced society uh, when it comes to helping people with their problems. Hey, it's David Figler, and one of my favorite food festivals is coming back to town. It's Vegas Unstripped over at the Palms Hotel on Saturday, May 18th. Over two dozen chefs from some of Las Vegas's most talked about restaurants creating original, unique menu items they've never made before. Chef creativity at its best. We're talking chefs from Partage, Esther's Kitchen, Milpa, EDO, and more, including this year's James Beard Award finalist, Steve Kessler from Aroma. Tickets are $150 and are all-inclusive of food and drink, so you don't have to pay for anything once you're inside. No hidden up charges. I went last year, and it was so crowded in the best possible way. We got one remarkable dish after another, and while it was a little indulgent, here's the best part. The net proceeds go to local charities. So head on over to VegasUnstripped.com to get your tickets now. We'll see you there. So you mentioned substance abuse, drug-related deaths as the leading cause. What are some other causes of death amongst the unhoused folks in Las Vegas? I think no one would be surprised to hear about heat deaths. Um, Mm. Actually, elements in general, because we did have some like hypothermia cases too, which I'm sure we're not we're not anywhere like the East Coast and what I'm sure they're going to see with their numbers with like the winter storms, but definitely heat cases. 
Each summer, as we know, is getting increasingly hotter. We're having more and more heat waves and excessive heat warnings, and that's taking the toll on the homeless community that are forced to, to stay outside during these mm. times. One social service provider that I talked to mentioned just the lack of things like refillable water stations and water features in general and just shade in general. Like there, We don't have a lot of shade sometimes in yeah. areas and so people are just staying outside for longer than they need to. And then I had another social service worker kind of ponder, like, if the lack of access to substance abuse resources means that they're taking more substances outside and they're not realizing just how hot they mm. are. So there's a lot of different things. But um, in the end, yes, we're every year we're having like 30 or 40 people that are dying, unhoused folks that are dying on the streets, heat related. Can I ask you about that? Because so I'll sometimes have a few extra like water bottles with me. And Mm -hmm. um, if I'm walking around downtown or somewhere where I see someone who clearly is unhoused and it's a hot day, I'll leave them a water bottle. But I've also heard from people that I shouldn't be handing out water or snacks or food to folks on the street because it discourages them, quote unquote, from seeking out services. What's your take? Should I not be giving out water? It's like 112 degrees outside. It just feels like a humane thing to do, but am I doing the wrong thing? I think the lack of resources, the lack of funding is what prevents people from getting into housing, into contacting social services, not the fact that you're handing out water or sandwiches. Um, That is such a false equivalency. Like if you give them food and water, they're not going to want to go into shelter. No, we're not paying and not giving enough funding into housing. We're not giving enough funding into social services. We're not doing enough as a city to make sure people who are ready ready to go off the streets into housing get into. We have a backlog in our system. A bottle of water is not uh, not gonna deter someone like when we can't clear our own backlog of people that are ready to go out, out, get out of uh, homelessness. Okay, thank you. That's sage advice, I appreciate it. So MJ, I know you've been thinking a lot about homelessness now, like over the years, but specifically with these deaths, what do these numbers tell you about the precarity of life on the streets in Las Vegas? It is hard. It is scary. It is rough, rougher than it needs to be. Like it does not need to be this way. Housing is the obvious solution. Like so many deaths would not have taken place if these individuals had a roof over their head, a dignified roof over their head at that. This kind of is a policy failure. I talked to one person who said, like, it kind of equates to three people a week. And where else could you work and be okay with three people a week dying? Like, that's that's not normal. And so that's what it equates to. We have three people in a, a week in our community that are dying, hard deaths. I think this is actually a good place for me to start the reporting year. This is the byproduct of policy failures. So now let's talk about like housing and homelessness and like the solutions that we're looking at and not looking at. Because there are a lot of different solutions that these deaths point to. If we're seeing heat-related deaths, maybe we need to figure out what we're doing in the summer that's not working, Mm. that's contributing to these deaths. Um, If we're seeing drug-related deaths, maybe we need to look at how we need to be funneling money and resources and some more drug rehab programs that are legitimate and not, that are not just like surface level type programs that make people Hmm. feel good, that are legitimate research evidence base that come with housing first. I remember a social work friend of mine once told me, uh, or once wrote an op-ed, even if you get everyone connected into drug 
programming, you still have a housing crisis because there's not enough roof. And you can't really legitimately go through a drug rehab program if you don't have shelter. So housing, housing, housing. That's our lesson. (laughs) Well, thank you, MJ, for joining us for this tough but important conversation about homelessness in Las Vegas. Thank you for having me. And I Sorry to bum everybody out, but it's an important thing to talk about and important to to remember the 240 lives that we lost last year. A couple of things you should know before you go. The city of Las Vegas voted last week to buy some land near Imperial Avenue and Casino Center Boulevard for a parking structure. Yes, we're finally getting a parking garage downtown. The catch? It'll likely take two and a half years to be completed. Also, last week, a Clark County judge ruled in favor of four Democratic lawmakers in a lawsuit about their occupations. If you didn't know, Nevada has legislators who also have day jobs. But these plaintiffs work in the public sector funded by the government, such as like education and public defense. The ruling states that their jobs don't violate the Nevada separation of powers doctrine. They can keep their jobs. That's all for today here on CityCast Las Vegas. If you learned something new today, send this episode to a friend. Keep your friends in the loop about Las Vegas. Then rate the show, leave us a review, and subscribe to our morning newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Talk soon. My brain is like not working correctly. This I know. Morning. I'm only on half a cup of coffee right yeah. now. So. Oh, I haven't even had coffee yet. Like, what? I know. How are you, cogent? I know. <laughs> <laughs>